0: I get that social media has its negative effects on people, but I don't take that stance that social media is rotting these kids' brains. Like, right. well, sure, but what is? what are you doing to help? Like, I don't want to just be a, pro- a person of problem. I want to be a person of solution. Like, if they're going to have these devices in their hands, which we will, like we talked about, what is my role? What can I do? Rather than just saying everything is fire and brimstone and everything's going to shambles, right. how can I be part of the solution? I think that there's so much information constantly being downloaded into people. And so my vision is to, my hope, my vision, my dreams are to literally just be a sister and a friend and a light to the youth. People try to put us down. Talking about my generation. Hard is the new fun Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. My generation.
1: Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. In this episode, we have Miss Tristan.
0: Hi, guys.
1: One of our mentors from TLT Conference 2024, or 2023, and 2022, right? Yes, yes,
0: 2022 was my first one, and then 2023 was this past year, and it was so good. So, yeah, two years.
1: Nice, so only two years.
0: Yes, two years, and then I'm planning on having it be part of my future endeavors, but yes, two years so far
1: why do you feel like uh, you want to keep on coming back?
0: Yeah. So I believe so much that TLT is so powerful. I think that there is so much breakthrough and what I've come to find through TLT, even with all these children that I've come to mentor at this point, it's been multiple younger kids that I've been getting to pour into and walk along with their life. And all I seem to find is that all of these parents end up being broken and it's like, oh, how could these parents abuse their kids? Or how could this happen? How could this teacher treat me this way? Why would they say they don't believe in me? And then that sticks with me. All these things in adults that we see, but these adults are really just older, broken children. Sure. So they're grown up and then they're treating kids just in a way that like was operated from when they were unhealed. And so if we get to talk with these children and get to work through unforgiveness, work through resentment, work through bitterness, then they're already getting to be the best version of themselves when they get to be an adult so that they can pour into their children in a healthy way and not grow up with all this brokenness that they can leave at the age of 12.
1: That is very well put. I like to call it the ripple effect. Yes. Because we will never ever see the impact truly that we make completely.
0: That's so good. The
1: next generations to come. Right. And so what, what got you involved in this work? Like how did you meet TLT? Did you go through a program similar or?
0: Yeah. So I think for me, I always wanted someone in my life growing up. That was like a mentor to me. Like, I had a hard life growing up too. Like there were things that I went through and even just call it elementary school, call it middle school, even especially high school, but I would go through things and I always looked up to people who were older than me and just always wanted someone that would be like, let me take you to coffee. Like someone who was older that in a sense like chose me, like, Oh, I just want to pour into her. Like I just love her. And I just didn't, didn't really find that, but I didn't really look for it. Like. When you're a kid, you're too intimidated to really walk up to someone and put yourself out there. So I was wanting to be the one to be approached. And I just didn't find that. Like, no one ever did that. And anyways, come to become a Christian, I grew up Jewish. And when I became a Christian, I had all these mentors from youth group, all these youth leaders that wanted to just get to know me for the sake of loving me and being like Jesus to me. And then I just kind of vowed in my heart, like, Jesus, I am going to be the person that I was always looking for. Like, if I can't find wow. that in someone else being that for me, then at least I'll get to be that for someone else. And TLT specifically, there were two people on the board, Isaac and Val Hoza. and she just knows me. She knows my heart. She knows my walk. We've grown up, uh, Isaac specifically, we've grown up together. And so that whole change from Judaism to Christianity is how he saw the fruit of my life become to change and or begin to change and when that happened he was just like you would be an amazing mentor for all of these children like this is the mission this is what TLT does this is how they pour into them and you would just be a great person to look up to as a role model which is super humbling because I never feel like I have it all together but I do love Jesus and he has it all together (laughs) and the spirit is in me so he can reach the people for sure but that's how I got involved they asked me to be a mentor and I loved it so I said yes
1: Nice. Well, the little bit that I know you, you definitely are a really great candidate for mentorship. And uh, I'm I'm glad to have you a part of all of this. And I'm sure your g- g- girls are, are also happy to have you as. Thank their, you. I love them. Major. I really
0: do. Yeah. I text them all the time and I'm just like, I'm going to see you. What are you doing? I'm picking <laughs> you up and we're getting lunch on me. Like, I love to pour into these girls because I believe in them so much, so much. So thank you.
1: That's awesome. So let's get into the fact that you were Jewish and now you're Christian. I mean, it's not that you're not Jewish anymore. Cause... No,
0: I just like dropped that in there. Like, by the way, I was Jewish. just and <laughs> and like, wait, what? Like, let's talk about that. So but... you
1: were like full on Jew, bat mitzvah. Yes. Jew girl. <laughs>
0: Jew- Jewish woman. Pardon me. Jewish- I, actually, I don't I'm don't still figuring know. out the, <laughs> the words, the
1: slay. <laughs> but I'm... yes,
0: Jew girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So,
1: so you were Jewish, which uh is for our audience if you don't know too much about all this it's a religion but it's also an ethnicity yes so you're ethnically jewish yes you were religiously jewish as well a little bit okay so not orthodox or anything no but
0: but my cousins are so my mom's sister they're orthodox they keep kosher they are like very all like keep the Sabbath so very into like keeping all of that but for us it was more secular Judaism like okay oh we're Jewish because her mom was Jew- my mom's mom was Jewish and her mom's mom was Jewish and all the moms are Jewish so apparently I'm Jewish <laughs> 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 but, but I got bat mitzvahed I have triplet brothers and so they all got bar mitzvahed
1: at the uh, same time yeah yo that must have been a it crazy was wild. party it was, fun. it was
0: fun for sure but so, yeah, we did all those things. We did Shabbat every now and again. We okay. did the high holidays. But, yeah, it was really just culturally Jewish.
1: OK, so it wasn't really a part of your faith. Like you weren't really studying the Torah no. and believed in Yahweh, El Shaddai. No,
0: but I did know a little bit of Hebrew. I know one okay. Hebrew sentence, if that well, contributes well, to the me. conversation in any sort of way. Um, Ani wrote glida. What does that mean? Do you want to guess one sentence?
1: Say it again. Say it again.
0: Ani rotzah glida.
1: Does it mean, do you want to come to my bat mitzvah?
0: (laughs) No. Oh. (laughs) What's that mean? I want ice cream. Oh my gosh. That was what I felt was beneficial to learn. (laughs) So I learned that one sentence.
1: Yeah. Wow, yeah, and, then, so, and now if you're ever in Israel... So we can and, end the yeah.
0: podcast here, because I think that was really <laughs> beneficial information. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for joining us <laughs> thank for you this so episode. Much.
1: You now learned how to say, uh, I want ice cream Can you in say Hebrew. it, though? Did you learn? From what no. you just said?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways.
1: No. anyway, so, okay, so you were secular Jewish. Yes. And then how did you find Christ? Like, Because like, I, I assume that for your family not so much the secular half, but the orthodox half, uh, you know, coming to Jesus might be a little taboo, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, that was definitely a big ordeal in the family. For me, I, to make a long story short, I, and my testimony is posted, so it can be found, but grew up Jewish, did it all religiously, like just culturally I was Jewish, but then... When I was 16, I went to church with a friend because she invited me to sleep over on a Saturday night. She was like, you can sleep over, but I have to go to church on Sunday to watch the babies. So you can either come with me or sleep in the house. And I felt weird if her whole family went to church and I'm just sleeping in her house. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'll just go. Like, I'll come with your family. And I went and it was that first love encounter of meeting Jesus. I just was sobbing. My friend who's like, I don't really think she's even a Christian, honestly, but uh, she God will use anyone. For his mm-hmm. purposes and she just took out her phone and she was like recording me like why are you crying and i'm like i don't know i can't stop crying and so i was just like so encountered by the love of jesus and after that happened i was like on fire for him i was asking so many questions a lot of other things happened through all this process but kept reading the bible and i was totally living for the world like partying clubbing drinking guys like just totally living for the so world so what
1: age was the shift 16 16 so before 16 like 15 you were going to clubs and stuff yes
0: with yes was <laughs> fake id that i don't have or uh, didn't have
1: oh my okay. god 15 yeah wow um, that's that's
0: but they were like kind of like ratchety clubs you know what i'm saying like I'm not oh saying sure to like, yeah yeah I that, really that, that know, makes it
1: better <laughs>
0: no it they were like not They were like in the hood. Like, it's fine. Like uh, no. It was ghetto club. It was just ghetto clubs. It was like, it was so like I go, some guy's backyard. It like I don't know. It like, whatever. It's with my friends. <laughs> anyway. So it wasn't great, but I was just going down a really uh not great path for my life. And hmm. fast forward through it all, God really stepped in, changed my desires of my heart, answered some prayers I was seeking him for, and I just came to really know that I didn't have all the answers of the Bible. But I knew that I encountered his presence and I wanted to know this God that loved me. Like all I knew is there was someone or something bigger than myself that loves me because I've never felt that way before. And I didn't have all the answers. I didn't know. I never read the Bible. I didn't know anything, but I knew he was real. And it just made me want to know everything about him because of the love that I felt and would read my Bible all the time, like daily in the word. Didn't want to do anything else with my time because I just wanted to know him. And eventually all of that changed Fast forward a little bit more. I feel like let me get more in. My mom kicked me out of the house because she was like, "You're not going to be a Christian and live in our Jewish home." So really, yes. This was
1: at what age?
0: This was at was I seventeen? Like it was going year into after. my senior. It was summer, going into my senior year of high school. So maybe seventeen at this point. Okay. And uh, she kicked me out. She was like, "You're not going to be a Christian and live in our Jewish home." So ended up living with one of my Christian friends, who's still my best friend to this day. Her and her mom took me in and eventually I would cry and pray out to God for my mom because I believe heaven is real with every fiber of my being. And that's great because I get to go there because I have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But what about the loss? What about the people who don't know the Lord? What about the people that are like so trapped in their own sin and are like living in this bondage to be set free, but there really isn't a hope for them if they don't have their hope in the Lord. Right. So I would cry and pray out to God for my mom all the time. And then eventually, about two years later, my mom had an encounter with Jesus and she got saved. And now she's in women's ministry. Her and I are actually currently leading a mother-daughter Bible study together. Wow, that's very cool. She served with the children. Like, she loves Jesus. And it's just so crazy to hear that she went from kicking me out of the house for believing in Jesus right. to now literally helping me even to like start a podcast talking about Jesus. Like she loves the Lord with everything. So tell me God can't do the impossible. <laughs> now I'm studying ministry, blah, blah, blah. Enough about me. God is just so good.
1: That is awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, you are in college for ministry. Yes. And what are your aspirations with that?
0: Yeah. So. I have a heart to reach the youth, which is exactly why I'm even part of TLT. So I guess this awesome. is like world's colliding. Yeah. But I love the mission of reaching the youth because we are the future. We are the next generation rising up. And I think that there's so much information constantly being downloaded into people. And so my vision is to my hope, my vision, my dreams are to literally just be a sister and a friend and a light to the youth, to I guess anywhere really it pours into everyone because the parents that are involved cause they want to hear what their kids are listening sure. to. So it reaches everyone. But the mission is for somewhere between like, I don't know, 12 to 25, some like all of the yeah. younger generation, because I think that you're taking in all of this stuff from social media. You're taking things in from TikToks and Instagram and what your friends are saying and what your teachers are allowing in the classroom and all of these mm. things are influencing are like young minds that aren't fully developed yet. So if I get to have a platform, if I get to have a space to use my voice to encourage and impact the next generation, I sure as heck hope to use it, you know? I would love to be able to pour into these people and to pour into these children to be able to give them a future and a hope found in Jesus.
1: So that's awesome that you're you're doing this in person with a lot of people, but I I you from what I see, you really want to reach more than that, which I think is why the podcast is so crucial to your m- m- Yeah. because you are able to replace because the phone, it's not going anywhere. Right. It's going to, we're, we're going to keep getting We're not more, going back in time. We're not going you back in time. You can't just pick.
0: oh my gosh, they're also glued to their phones. Yeah, of course we're glued to our yeah. phones because they're also in our future. They're not going away.
1: Right. So what can you do yes. to re- replace some of that screen time with, with some screen time that actually is benefiting them so you were going to shoot this podcast yeah you mentioned it at tlt and i was like oh can i help with that yes and so yesterday we went and we shot a bunch of episodes content. yes in a very professional studio mm-hmm. i got to meet your mom and that was very very fun educational it was a blast <laughs> yeah. can't wait to do it again yeah. we are going to link her podcast down below oh. if you want to i would highly recommend
0: yeah, not but, if you want to. We're going to link it down yeah, yeah, yeah. below.
1: You better check it out. <laughs> check it out or
0: else. <laughs> just kidding. No, but I we...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ideally, this podcast thing would be something that you'd want to do for a career. Yes, yeah?
0: I because I think in-person connection is so valued and so needed Mm -hmm. i think missions and going overseas and going to other states and going to other churches and all these things to serve is very helpful i'm all on board for it and i know that like social media could quite literally be the way to reach the most amount of people in the most effective way shortest amount of time like it gets the message to millions billions as many people as you want as as it can reach if you like promote it properly it can reach the world so I get that social media has its negative effects on people but I don't take that stance that social media is rotting these kids brains like well sure but what is what are you doing to help like I don't want to just be a pro a person of problem I want to be a person of solution like if they're going to have these devices in their hands which we will like we talked about What is my role? What can I do? Rather than just saying everything is fire and brimstone and everything's going to shambles. Right. How can I be part of the solution? And that's putting out content to point people to Jesus, to get that in their hands so that they're hearing a message different from what they might be hearing from culture that tells them it's all about me. I'm the center of attention. I'm the best. Let me make myself a modern day idol to be worshipped. It's wrong. Right. Jesus is to be worshipped and we literally have a voice to be able to put it out there To share with these kids, don't make yourself the center of attention because I'm telling you, it will leave you feeling empty and void of purpose. But if you put the Lord first, if you seek him first, then like put your eyes on Jesus and everything else will follow. He will give you the desires of your heart, and that's not your own desires, but that's his desires for you. And he'll give you what to be passionate about because it's his plan ultimately. So these are the messages that I think if kids can switch their perspective from it's all about me to it's all about others – There's purpose. There's so much value in that to really be part of the change to change the world.
1: Wow. Very well put. I I think a lot of people they play victim to the feed. So good. And they blame the algorithm for their addiction or maybe for the content that's being shown to them. But the algorithm is kind of a reflection of what you're interested in. That's so true. Keeps your attention. So you gotta kind of be mindful when scrolling. If you're watching stuff that is not benefiting you, that's not healthy, that's wasting time, that is rotting your brain, Mm -hmm. to purposely kind of block that stuff and tune in to content that will develop an algorithm to support you other than hold you down.
0: I'm so glad. Can I talk talk on that for a second here? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because before I was a Christian, my Instagram was all about like, fitness and girls in bikinis and then okay chill on this side (laughs) and the other and like just so much stuff like the next party the next like just so many things that were causing me to feel either FOMO or discouraged or like I'm not good enough or I need to be better or caught up in the comparison trap like Mm -hmm. every emotion was or even just like like compromising my morals and my values for what I posted I've been on a journey with my social media for sure but (laughs) compromising my morals because it was like well how can you even keep up like how can you compete if you want your profile to grow you have to keep up like this is what people are doing this is what a, gets traction a south
1: florida gal on the beach
0: exactly and you'll <laughs> get the views sure and that's all good and great and all not really but no. you know and i had to feel like in order to have worth and value i had to like lower my standards to, to compete. And even that thought of compete, like why is my mind in this state of, Oh, I'm competing. Like these are my brothers and sisters, like specifically for me, like these are my sisters. Like why am I competing with them? Let them be beautiful and do what they do. Like I'll be that voice of correction in them. If they come to me and they want like help or guidance, but I wasn't there at the time. Like at the time it was only competition mindset. Like, Oh, they're beautiful. If they're beautiful, that means I'm not. And I had to keep up with them. And it was just so all-consuming in my thoughts. So that was my feed. That was what I was taking in, the garbage I was taking in, and influencing my life. But as I became a Christian, I just started to love seeing wholesome photos. I loved seeing families. I loved seeing, like, just the moms and their kids. And I loved hearing these captions that were all about, like, God and his plans for you and purpose and just so many things Bible verses would show up on my feeds, just different things in the algorithm started to show up because that's what I was interacting with. I would interact with Christian things and eventually everything else started to drown out. Like now I don't have all that junk on my Instagram because the algorithm switched it to what it knows I'd interact with and what it knows I would hide. Like if it was giving me information I didn't want to see or wasn't liking, it wouldn't show me anymore. Right. Right. And so now Instagram isn't a struggle for me. It isn't a problem for me at all because I get to use that platform to do what I want to do, which is to share Jesus and not have it also bring me down and deteriorating wow, my mental that's health. Awesome. If that, does that make sense? Yes, Great.
1: absolutely. I, i so I don't have any social media.
0: Good I, job. Yeah.
1: I deleted it all because I was really feeling like it just wasn't benefiting me or my business a lot of people say oh i need it for business and me being a videographer content creator you would think i would need it
0: yeah i was very surprised when you told me you didn't have social media i was like what
1: you'd be shocked how many people it's like as long as you make good stuff as as long as your fruit is good Mm -hmm. they don't really care to see a back catalog and i have one on my site so it's like i don't really need that stuff but i do ever since elon bought twitter Okay. I check in every once in a while. All right. I every check in. Again. You check in. because it kind of is, show face. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> okay. So I've got like an account that I don't, I post like Jesus um, stuff on. Like right. I'll post like Bible verse and stuff. I'm not trying to grow it. I don't even have like 20 followers. Like it, it's not, it, my face isn't <laughs> so anywhere you're on it. You're Low just like there.
0: No, I don't even know. Right. But yes. I do,
1: I do find myself, my, my algorithm is definitely like cars, money, clothing um you got to be strong you got to be a strong man you got to be like fit <laughs> attractive handsome and rich and all, all all these things right to attract a girl and like that's yeah. like my feed and i find myself when i'm scrolling through this before <laughs> I delete the app promptly. <laughs> if I, I find myself going like, oh man, yeah, I definitely... I'm gonna get
0: after it. Yeah, I,
1: I gotta go grind this. I gotta go get my <laughs> Porsche. And then you, I,
0: start, you're, you start to like take Bible verses maybe even like, oh, like... Maybe God could be in that because then I could get the nice car and drive people to church. It's a great <laughs> thing. It's like, I, wait, how am I justifying my thoughts right now?
1: I know. And then I'll put that down and read the word. And instantly I'm like, wait, no. wait these things don't matter. <laughs> yeah, like, What was I doing? So I'll go and delete the app again. I won't get on it for like a month. And then like a month will pass by. And I'm like, I wonder what's going on.
0: Back on. Hop back on. Yeah. And then you let it get to your mind again. Yes.
1: It's, it's addicting. And it really is. It's tough because it does play into the spirit of man a lot. Right. And as we know, when we accept Jesus and we gain the Holy Spirit, it doesn't erase the spirit of man that's already there. Yeah. It it, it parts with it. So we get to choose day by day, hour by hour, which one we're going to feed, which one we're going to allow, control us. Yep. And just because we have the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that our uh, human desires are gone.
0: It's true. Right.
1: And so we really have to exercise that Holy Spirit and hustle, and feed that spirit more than we're feeding the spirit of man.
0: Yes. And even with that, it's like everything you listen to, everything you watch, every conversation you're taking part of, like that starts to either feed your spirit or your flesh. Mm. And um, this isn't necessarily like a Bible quote, Bible verse, but I just remembered even being young. I was a kid and I saw this uh, saying and it said, there's two wolves that live inside of you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, absolutely. There's two wolves that live inside of you. And then, I don't know, it's like fighting to like win the battle inside of you. I don't know, something, maybe I don't remember that much. I was a kid, okay, Fair with me. It's like, okay, it's, it's, it's me, like a but, white and black wolf. Yeah, white and black, there's yeah. wolves, they're in you, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Something's happening Five. with the wolves. <laughs> um, and then like the kid asks like, oh, okay, well, which one wins? Like, which one's going to like win the battle in you? And I guess it was like, I don't know, the wise grandpa or something. There's always that like wise older person. I love old people because they're so wise. But anyways, the (laughs) wise person was like, whichever one you feed it, like the one, the wolf that you feed is the one that will win and get stronger. Right. And we really have that choice, the free will, if you call it, the free will to choose, do we want to serve God or do we want to serve ourselves or the enemy? And every day you make that choice of, what am I going to sew into? Am I sewing into just making life about me? Am I sewing in to gossip and slander and unforgiveness? All mm. of these things, which are things of the flesh, or am that I that hurt us? That hurt us. Yeah. It's not God saying don't do these things because he's being a mean dictator. He loves us and he knows what's good. So if he's telling us no to something, he's disciplining us because a good parent disciplines their kids. And it's never to be out to get us. It's never to assert his authority over us. He'll tell us no to those things that we want because he recognizes it feeds our flesh and not our spirit. And will ultimately hurt us.
1: So what's that look like to feed your flesh? I mean, I feel like that phrase might be um, kind of daunting. Well, it's like, what does that actually look like practically? To me, I think it's more like, like, kind of what you said as far as what your eyeballs are laying upon yes. what your ears are homing what you're choosing to participate in that's what feeds Mm. it as opposed to like actually eating something true you know right that's a part of it too but
0: yeah no i get what you're asking i think that uh my first thing goes to your community like who you're surrounded by the influences around you Mm. even help with like I guess I don't want to call it feeding the flesh then because I do think it sounds like it's sometimes in Christian cultures you like get lingo going on and like people that are Christian know what you're talking about but it's basically giving into a desire that's like self-seeking it's giving into uh, making yourself great basically and not having God be God and not giving your focus and your attention to God so you're feeding your you're putting things into your mind into your into your so weird now I'm like how do I not talk about it in a Christian way, but it's basically right. taking things in to put yourself up on the pedestal, right? And uh, all about me is probably best way to describe feeding your flesh, making everything work out for you and not about others, and definitely not about God.
1: And the downfall of that is at first it feels really good. Just, oh, yeah. yeah oh, I, this is at, I could
0: talk about this for so long,
1: yes. It, it, and let's let's talk about it because at first it feels amazing and you feel so uh powerful or maybe it's kind of like when you I don't know like I'd, I, I've i never done hard drugs but I'd imagine when you try a hard drug for the first time you want to keep doing it because it felt so good but then over time it's like
0: enticing it, it's there yes yeah, but right. over
1: time as, as you keep doing it you need more of it and you're getting less of satisfaction until the point where it's not satisfactory at all and you it's just okay. feel like garbage whereas on the flip side, if you are pouring into other people, helping them, it is really amazing to see how it comes back to you and how it, even when you're doing it without anything coming back to you, you feel good. Like it feels really good to give a gift or an encouraging word.
0: Yes. You know, that makes me think even like for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, like God's definition his description of love was to give
1: Mm. and
0: so we take it like it's all about me who can serve me and when they serve me cut them loose and what's the next best thing how can i be great and jesus's message is the exact opposite where he says if you want to love your neighbor like if you want to love your neighbor as yourself like love other people serve people around you honor one another above yourself like his message is so like exact opposite of what we think and we say it's about me serve me and he says no it's not about you actually it's about others and serving God and so I just think like even with the community that you surround yourself with like they're influencing you we're constantly being influenced I used to uh hear that saying like plant the seed in people like you don't have to water it like just plant the seed and God will water it or whatever Mm -hmm. and I kind of felt like that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way for a minute in the beginning. Cause I was like, plant the seed, like make suggestions to people. It's like, I don't know. I kind of didn't love that idea of planting a seed in someone because I was like, let them come to their own conclusions. Like if mm. they want to follow God, they'll follow God. If they don't, don't like kind of not let people be happy, but something about planting the seed made me feel this uneasiness. Like who am I? To, like, why am I giving yeah. them suggestions to change their life? Like, if they want to, like, they know what to do. They can Google. It's on them. Our lives are our own, really. It's their choice. Mm-hmm. But I had this revelation moment where I was like, people are planting seeds in people every single day. Like,
1: mm. if
0: they're not, if it's not going to be me, it's going to be somebody. Like, everything we do is a matter of suggestion of you should download this, you should wear this. I like that top on you. Oh, okay, they affirmed the top if they like it. We're going to keep doing what's celebrated and then whatever is celebrated will be normalized. And so you keep getting like this approval, this affirmation, and all of a sudden that's going to be what's continued and they're going to continue to do whatever is getting praise from other people. So if other people get to plant seeds, I should be planting seeds for God, for the kingdom, for those purposes of looking at life a different way than modern day culture shows it.
1: That's a really, really good point because something that's been said in our church this past couple of weeks is, you may be the only experience of Christ that somebody ever really has. It's true. It's like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Tristan. Literally, like, like, like your stories be,
0: could might as well be in the Bible. Like mine's a testimony. Like it's right. all points to Jesus.
1: And so if if you're saying one thing and doing another. Or your fruit isn't aligning with what you're saying your values are. People see that. Oh, absolutely. And unbelievers will use that as, oh, I cannot tell you the amount of times that someone goes, yeah, I mean, I don't know so much about Jesus, but the hypocrisy of these. I guys. was just about to touch yeah. on, like,
0: oh, so the hypocrisy of the church. Yes, I get it.
1: To step away from the Christianese Christianity a- aspect of it, even TLT, mm-hmm. if we are trying to mentor these kids and we're not trying to mentor ourselves or trying to hold ourselves to a level of maturity
0: higher approach living above approach yes yes
1: then how could we ever mentor these these kids properly right if we're not trying our absolute best in our own lives to uphold the values that we're trying to teach them
0: right and there's this study I, in high school, we read this study. It was like the Bandura study. And it talked basically about how kids, just for overview of the story, kids mimic what they see. So if you're mm. an adult and in in the context of the study, it was like a Bobo doll. It was like a doll. And if an adult like punched the doll then the kids would punch the doll because that's what they were seeing. If they were gentle with the doll and like held it or whatever, the kid would mimic holding the doll and being gentle with it. So not, it would have been different if they just said, oh, don't do that. They don't, kids don't learn simply just from our words. Basically the point is they learn from action. They're watching you. They're watching the way you live your life. It's not just merely follow Jesus and like do the right thing. Oh, but. Do as I say, not as I do. I just don't agree with that quote. That phrase doesn't work at all. Yeah. Like, I think if you're not doing what you're preaching, why am I going to listen to you? Like, you're not proving that you can even set an example for me to look up to. And so, just saying merely, oh, do as I say, not as I do, literally is the most discrediting statement from the person who's saying that because it just makes me feel like they're hypocrites like they'll tell me information but they won't have the courage and the self-discipline to really live what they're vouching for and I think that as a mentor of TLT these kids are looking up to you and they're looking at you they're watching what you're saying and what you're doing and seeing that it's aligning Mm. and I get to have these conversations with them like what are you what do you value what's one of the biggest priority priorities in your life and it's like oh, my biggest priority is to make it big on Instagram, let's just say, or my biggest priority is to be an influencer. Great. And it's like, okay, challenge that. Like, what are you influencing? Are you wanting to influence God and good things and putting good out there? Or are you wanting to influence yourself and just be like worshipped by other people to think you're great? And so let's say this is honestly a run-through conversation that I have with one of these girls. So this is real life. Technically they're, we're having this conversation and all of a sudden they're going to go to my Instagram and they're going to see, Oh, she's telling me to be putting good out there on Instagram. She's telling me to be using a platform for a bigger purpose than myself. What is she doing with her platform? Right. And then they get to look at my platform and see I'm doing what I'm telling them is good. Like I'm not just promoting myself and then telling them something different than what I'm doing. They get to see it firsthand from someone who has credibility because they're actually practicing what they preach.
1: And I love what you said about how you might feel maybe weird about planting seeds or influencing other people, but if you don't do it, somebody else will. And so I, I I can't tell you the amount of mentors I've had in my life that have really been walking the walk and have told me straight to my face, straight up, Hey, you're doing this wrong. Like, 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 this isn't right. Those moments changed the course of my life forever. Mm-hmm. I know when I was sixteen, I was all into Jesus, but you know, I was sleeping with my girlfriend.
0: Okay, right, so like half in, half out.
1: <laughs> half in, half out. Like oh, I love God, right, but I want to also, I want to also party too, right? Right. You know, I went to TLT. Mm-hmm. Doctor Jeff. He was a little bit more harsh back then. Oh, he,
0: he's toned it down a little bit
1: oh he's toned it down a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> but he he told me he's like you're living wrong you know this is like just like n- just cut throat, right to my for the face. jugular oh yeah to, to the point where i like didn't like him i was like
0: of course I was like, no one wants to be called who's out who's this guy yeah
1: then i really meditate on it i think about it and it was that moment that really split it split my life in half to to make a decision Whoa. to choose between continuing or going down a different yes. road. Yes. And I chose, I'm going down a different path. So I broke up with her. She blamed it on Tay t- t- and all this stuff because it's kind of true. But I'm so happy to have that type of influence in my life. And right. how many times do we hold our, our tongues? Because we don't want to offend them.
0: It's so true. Or we don't want to
1: hurt them. And then we don't hold our tongues and they do get f- 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 offended and they do... Maybe dislike us. Yep. For a season, I know I didn't like Dr. Jeff for a whole year. A whole year. A whole
0: year. Were you like resentful towards totally, him? Totally.
1: Totally. I was like, who is this guy? And then I see how he lives.
0: Wait. So how are you so close now? What changed? How did you come? Because you were offended at first, and I feel like 100 as mentors. Like maybe there will be information, like oh, you're living wrong. There will be. <coughs> there will be those things of uh, correction or like a hard word, but it's just truth because sometimes. Truth is great and all, but truth can also sometimes hurt. Truth hurts. And so, how did you reconcile that he was telling you the truth, but it hurt you, and now you're close again? What happened there? Because
1: I saw the way he lives. Hmm. I saw the marriage he has, the community he has fostered, the beyond reproach, remaining blameless mentality, where he, I see. I've lived here in this house. We're we're in the Hazim house, as we speak. I've lived here in this house for months at a time. Mm-hmm. And I see him waking up at four or five AM every day and reading the word.
0: That's inspiring for, and convicting for, for like myself.
1: six, seven hours a day. Six
0: hours in the morning? Yes. Bro. And
1: he's and then he is done by like noon and he's he's out doing other stuff while everybody's just getting up around like ten or something. And I'm like right. I'm like, I'm I'm seeing the fruit wow. of what living god-honored life is like i'm like man i I want that
0: it wasn't just him telling you oh danny read your bible in the morning no that wouldn't have been enough i really don't believe i think it could be encouraging like even listening to this like i hope it is encouraging and then eventually like you're following along you sing our journey maybe you're listening to this and you're like i want to join tlt i like what they have to say i like the impact they could have in my life so you join tlt and you come for that but eventually you'll see that these conversations is genuinely how we'll live our life. Like Jeff wasn't telling you something that he wasn't actually living and you were watching right. and letting that change your life. But it was in the relationship.
1: hundred percent. It's kind of like when somebody beats a world record, like let's say they run the fastest pile. The previous one was like 20 years ago. Almost every time within about a month or two, people will beat that one. Hmm just because they they saw it being done and they said it's possible it's
0: possible yes. that's so good and
1: so i dr jurtav he he also inspired me in one aspect where he doesn't eat any refined sugars right and he hasn't for decades and i go and he 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 says this thing where he hasn't had a soda h- 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 since he was 16. when i was 17 16 around that age where i was warming the heck up i heard him say that and i said i want to uh, be H- 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 says, hey, to say hey that right and so i stopped I-, I haven't had a coke or the dr pepper or anything since wow because i saw it was possible
0: you saw it was possible yes. he said it but he also lived it and so you're right. like okay i'm i like that i think that's good i see that not only is it his opinion but one probably definitely actually no definitely wait to the Bible where it's take oh, care yeah. of your body. hundred And then it's also like you're seeing the way that he lives his life with that decision that you were inspired by it, to be like, Oh, he does it. It's possible. It's better for my body. It has validity scientifically that sugar is bad for you. Right. So I'm going to not do it anymore.
1: Absolutely. Okay. One more example, even my pops, my, my my father, he was in excruciating amount of pain for my entire life. He was in a wheelchair He got into a really bad car accident. I saw and helped him throughout all of this. Helped do treatments on him. You know, had to, in some ways, uh, mature early.
0: Okay, like to take care of him. Yeah, yeah.
1: And because my mom would would have to work two jobs and my dad was home, but he was like uh, on meds and stuff in middle school and like unable to really function. And there was moments where he... He never said anything to us but I found out years later that he really he wanted to die. He was like this is brutal. But he he's a strong man and he stuck through it and persevered so long with the belief that one day some technology something will come out mm. that will be able to heal him. Yeah. And he had that faith and that belief and that perseverance where it actually became true. Right. And so he's now able to not only walk but he's pain free. He's able to ski. He's able to bike. He's Amazing. able to do all this stuff. That there was I,
0: hope. He had hope yes, in his heart.
1: Yes. And seeing that, I, I, I've never had any pain. Mm-hmm. Even I've broken my neck. I've broken my legs. I've broken my arms. I've broken my ribs. I've broken a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've never come close to the amount of pain that he would feel in a day.
0: Right. And so, wow.
1: Whenever I am down bad, to use the kid's slang.
0: Down bad. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: when whenever I'm down bad, it's like I just can't help but to think of him and be like, look, like if he persevered through all of that, I can persevere through this tiny thing of yes. being slightly sad in the moment.
0: Right. Like, of like the truth. I yes. mean from when like Jeff Dr. Jeff would convict you or anything in your life really if there's anything. any hardship you're going yes through. my wife
1: leaving me my oh, papa passing the wife away is back. <laughs> <laughs> i have to just slip it into every comment no i'm no, look, <laughs> like look, danny, look.
0: do you want to talk about it like for real just uh, kidding i'll talk but,
1: about it on your podcast oh
0: gosh okay sounds good go also, check it out go check out
1: <laughs> the <laughs> fill my cup podcast with <laughs> tristan <laughs> Tice
0: and danny behind the scenes yes
1: i'm the producer but no i i we i will be on an episode of your show you've already said yeah i'm not inviting myself
0: Invite yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we'll we'll get into some, some of that if it would intrigue you.
0: Yes, but for, like, even that, like, all jokes aside, like, that was a hardship that you went through, but there is such a hope that could be found, like, your pops going through what he went through. Like, yeah. he had hope. Like, everyone goes through hard things, but there is such a hope for your life. One, especially in Jesus, when you turn to him. That was it. But, yeah, like, 100%. honestly, there's not even a two. Like, just one. <laughs> just put your hope like, in Jesus. for
1: real. Like, for real. It, it was... It was the hope and faith in jesus that got me through it all
0: yes everything what i love about jesus let me tell you this i love about jesus <laughs> is that yes that is only one like put your hope in jesus but he's so good that just him dying on the cross done good enough perfect great thank you but he continues to give us good gifts and that's where i think there's the practicality of not just saying oh hope in jesus and everything will be okay He gives you community. He gives you resources. He uses the body of Christ. He gives you the church. He gives you mentors. He gives you opportunities to be able to press into him, to know him deeper, to not just have this like, oh, just trust in Jesus and everything's okay. Because the reality is, is that there's a way to trust in Jesus, but also have practical things here on earth to point you to him. And there's resources. So TLT especially like gives you an option and an opportunity to have a mentor, someone who can help you to find that hope for your life
1: wow you saying that just kind of sent me down a mental rabbit trail that i've never gone down oh and obviously our audience knows how we feel about jesus and and how he's our lord we love that man we, we love him we right? really love him we b- believe he died for, for, for our sins all this stuff but you might be listening to the show you might be thinking to yourself i don't believe in jesus that way he was just a man right if you believe he's just a man, you got to at least recognize that in 33 years of him being alive and not really becoming richer, having power on Earth, he has the most influence out of anybody he, that's ever lived. Possible? Why are you still possible. talking
0: about this man two thousand years later? Like,
1: okay, uh, just even... okay, just 2023. Yeah. Right. What? What? What does that date mean?
0: I don't know. 2023, 2023
1: years since Christ died.
0: Oh, oh he's ta- influenced time. Tell us what it means. He's
1: influenced <laughs> time. He's influenced everything you just said the community, the everything. Even if he was just a man, he's the most successful movement. And
0: he's why we are who been. we are. Like, yes. Yes. He's the most successful movement. Like, People can't even make that big of an influence and impact in way more years than 33. And he actually only did it in like, kind of like three. Yeah, kind of three years. Like, like three, three like, that years. Was that was, his was main, it. You know, thing of his Are ministry. you kidding me? No, it doesn't work for me. I disagree. And he did miracles. So clearly there's something happening with this just a man. But clearly,
1: no, 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 I don't don't look. I, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm just saying, if you're like, I don't know about this guy. Come on, you have, you have have to be able to see at least that
0: yeah something is something is worth investigating about this man named jesus yeah, who yes. everyone seems to have some radical life change. also that sorry real quick <laughs> how is it that all of these people have these radical life changes when it comes to jesus like supernatural stories like my mom kicking me out of the house for being a Christian, and then having a vision whole situation happen, which is another story, where she's now all in for her faith. For what? Just some man? that doesn't make sense, there is something different about who he was. Oh, 100%. So, not to uh, plant the seed here of <laughs> knowing Jesus, but at least he's worth looking into. 100%. 100%.
1: That's my hot take. <laughs> that That is a hot take. Wow, so controversial. <laughs> yes, very Look, look into Jesus. Oh, my yes. goodness. No, oh, that's good. We should have your mom on your show. Oh my gosh, you're so right. That'd be a good episode.
0: Maybe, yeah. Give the people what they want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, are we f- are we shooting again next week or what?
0: I think so. I got to um, talk about sponsorships yes. because that's a separate situation happening.
1: Yeah, maybe if someone in our audience wants to sponsor <laughs> her show, we can maybe. Is this
0: about TLC or Phil McGavin? <laughs> both. A little bit of both. All, no, I'll. <laughs> just game of a real like. Like, even putting content out like this, like, it's expensive. Putting content out like Fill My Cup, like, to talk about Christian conversations, it's expensive. Like, you have to have money to make money also to make a living from it to keep it going. But this is the stuff, like, we want to talk about. We want to add value to your life and to, if you're a parent, we want to add it to your kid's life. If you're a kid, we want to add it to your life and the parent's life. We want to add value to all the people, honestly, that can listen to this and feel like, there is some sort of a hope for them or a way for them to grow, a way for them to change and just make better decisions for their life. So you can start literally today, like tomorrow's leaders today. You can start today. (laughs) You can start today for real to make those decisions that will change your future.
1: Wow. I can't think of a better way to end the episode than that. That So we
0: love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. It's true. I mean, every word of it.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, if you want to check out a little bit more about Tristan Tice, if you want to see her Instagram and all of the non-beach pictures.
0: (laughs) Yes, you will find wholesome content. If you
1: want some wholesome content, go check out the gram. (laughs) Yes, like, comment, subscribe. (laughs)
0: But for real.
1: Yeah, for real though, go check out the new podcast. It was very good, very authentic and fun. And if you're looking for some good content to immerse yourself with, to influence you in a positive direction in life, Tristan's out here doing the work to make it happen. So, thank you, Danny. Yes. Thank you for all you do for TLT, for thank the kingdom. Thank you for what
0: TLT has even done for me, but Ooh. for everyone else, too. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. All
1: right, well, uh, I want to keep talking about what we are going to end it here. Okay, right.
0: ending it here. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Peace.